On this day, let's pray with the reading from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Matthew, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Some of the scribes and Pharisees said to Jesus, Teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. He said to them in reply, An evil and unfaithful generation seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah the prophet. Just as Jonah was in the belly of the whale three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. At the judgment, the men of Nineveh will arise with this generation and condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and there is something greater than Jonah here. At the judgment, the Queen of the South will arise with this generation and condemn it, because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and there is something greater than Solomon here. The Gospel of the Lord. Resting is a need of the body, but also of the soul. But when we rest the body, we do not always rest the soul as well. On Mondays, we are supposed to start our week well rested, on body and soul, with a renewed heart too, because we have enjoyed Sunday, being with the family or doing something we like. But the truth is, it isn't always like that, because we don't always know how to rest, we weren't taught to rest well. The life we live nowadays is sometimes overwhelming. It seems that we can't stop. The hustle and bustle doesn't let us stop. Whenever we finish an activity, we are involved in another, and then another, and thus we never stop. While we live like this, we convince ourselves, without realizing it, that we are almost indispensable, that without us things can't go on. However, we will make the decision to step back, to listen to Jesus and rest in Him, and when we let go of what we are doing so that someone else can do it, we experience the beautiful news that we aren't indispensable and that things continue to happen, maybe not the way we want them to, but they continue to happen. The world won't stop spinning without us. Activism is an illness even we priests can suffer from, and the remedy we must take is escapism. We must escape with Jesus, seek relief in Him, no matter what happens. We must approach a tabernacle, go to a spiritual retreat, escape into silence, escape from the city, escape the clutches of those activities that numb our feelings and make us blind. In yesterday's Gospel, we hear that Jesus invited the disciples to rest after having walked for him, after having spoken his name, and having healed the sick, after having experienced that Jesus' power had been passed on to them. They needed to rest, as we too need to rest with Jesus. We need to take a step back to be with him. Only those who know how to rest work well. In today's glimpse of the Gospel, Jesus confronts the Pharisees once more. Actually, the Pharisees confront him and reveal another facet of the sickness every man suffers from, that all of us suffer from. 
Oftentimes we think of ourselves almost perfect Christians and we can be quite pharisaical without realizing it. The Pharisees seek signs. They ask Jesus to give them a sign, when in fact he had already given them many. Pharisaism, as an illness we can all have, consists in pretending that all things adapt to our liking. It isn't that we train ourselves in facing up to reality, but that we pretend that reality will adapt to ourselves. The great sacrifice of a Christian before doing many things consists in humbly accepting the reality that surrounds us, the people, the situations. Phariseeism enables us to see things, yet there's always a but. We always want a little more. We have an insatiable attitude in which everything must correspond to our desires, and we aren't open to what God shows us or wishes for us. And this also happens on a very human level, in our daily life, when we don't open ourselves to what other people show us with their way of being or thinking. The Pharisees were typically close-minded, oftentimes so we are. We seek signs or proof. And that is why Jesus outlines a vision for the future. He doesn't tell them, remember what I did. On the contrary, he tells them, see what I am going to do. I am going to give you another sign. He was talking about his resurrection, the foundation of the faith of thousands and thousands of people throughout the history of the church. That is why he tells them, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights, and just like Jonah, he would later appear again, he would rise again. The sign of our faith is the resurrection of Jesus, and this is something we can't prove scientifically. We must prove it and experience it in our lives. How come Jesus didn't resurrect? Look around you, see everything that has happened in your life. See if you could perceive God's presence in the so many moments that He manifested Himself to you in different ways. If you close yourself off, you'll never perceive Jesus. If you seek scientific proof, you'll never find Him. Rather, seek proof of the heart. Seek experiences of faith, examples of conversions around you. Look at the lives of saints. Look at the whole church in her admirable propagation, at the Eucharist, at the sacraments, and so much that we receive thanks to her. Don't ask for signs today. The greatest sign has already been given to us. Try to realize that Jesus is really and truly present in your life, and that the Word of God wishes to transform you so that you don't seek more than you already have. May we have a good day and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.